0: Let's turn to Matthew 24. <clears throat> you know, it's, I think it's exciting, encouraging for us to be a church and a people that have opportunity to minister to the Jewish people. It says in two of those verses, or maybe more this morning, to the Jew first, to the Jew first. That's where the message went. And we can say, yes, that, that is our, that's the far off, as uh, Matthew 28 puts it, uttermost parts of the world to us. But to God, that's the starting point. We're the uttermost. So we, we give in back, we're giving back what they have given to us, a saviour, the, 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 the word of God, the truth of the word, the oracles of God that they've been blessed with to pass down to us. They've kept the word, and other church people, Gentiles, have kept it. That it might be preserved for us today. It's a blessing, and uh, they're not done with yet. As you, if you're listening this morning, they're not done with yet. They're still the apple of God's eye, and any nation that messes with them, they will pay for it, and they'll pay dearly for it. All the world will pay dearly as you read the prophecies of God's word. We're in Matthew 24, and uh, have Andrew doing that this morning, you you have to do it in one. You can't split it up, (laughs) because it's the bigger picture. And so, with everybody that were able to come this morning. But here we're dividing this chapter up, which is speaking again of end times. And we've been looking at these different things. Uh, the signs to Israel this is what it's about in verses 32 to 51 of Matthew 24 three weeks ago we looked at the sign of the fig tree when it's tender it puts forth it's it's budding Israel's budded it's it's there it's budded 70 years ago and they come into their land even before that 1890s where, where the the Zionist movement got going so it's budded the sign of the flood for the world and that was two weeks ago we looked at that and uh, the things that were prevalent before that Noah's flood happened uh, the things that would be happening in the world when the Lord comes or was about to come um, <clears throat> we are looking at one tonight and then moving on that's not in Matthew uh, the sign of the forbidden sins that are practiced today and that God does not look lightly upon and that any nations that legalizes these things is in for God's judgment and we're one of them. We're one of them now. It's a shame to say it. Never, th- never thought. Do you think that when you were younger that this would ever be legalized? Not in your life, but it has happened in our life, hasn't it? And we'll look at that, and then, Lord willing, we'll look at the sign of the field for for Israel. And uh, these things, these are signs. Show us the sign of Thy coming. The question was, at the start of this book, this chapter and so here are the signs a sign to israel is what we're going to look at what happens in the field here one taken one left and andrew mentioned that this morning and it's going to be wow they were right <laughs> those few christians that testified to us were right and it'll wake a lot of them up it's some some it'll take three and a half years to wake others won't be woken at all probably two-thirds of them won't be they'll die in their sins it's a shame Let's pray and ask the Lord to bless the, the word tonight. Thank you, Lord, that you've written these things. And Lord, holy men of God, holy women of God have been those that have suffered that we might have these things in our hands and hearts tonight. Lord, I pray that you would bless the reading of them. We wouldn't be shamefully putting them aside and not looking at them and not considering them. We ask your blessing upon this night. We thank you for the Lewis family, for their bold testimony. Lord, protect them as they venture back to Israel. The enemy does not want your word proclaimed in God's country. And he'll do all to stop. And I pray that you put your hedge about them and use them as they endeavor to do all they can to reach, humanly possibly, those Lost fellow citizens of Israel. Bless the word as we consider it, these signs to Israel, and we as Gentiles can have a look into. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> Let's go to a few of the forbidden sins that are practiced today that indicate we're in that era. Let's go to Luke first, then we'll go back to the Old Testament. Because Luke tells us this, it's not in the Gospel of Matthew. Luke chapter 17. And verse 28. Talked about Noah in the verses just before, verse 26 and 27, now 28. Also as it was in the days of Lot. So he said, in the days of Noah just before the flood, and as it was in the days of Lot. They did eat, they drank, they brought, they sold, they planted, they built. The same day that Lot entered, went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even thus shall it be when the day, in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. In, the, in that day let him that shall be on the housetop and his any stuff in the house not come down to take it away and let also him that is in the field not return remember lot's wife (laughs) that's a bit of a warning isn't it (laughs) look back i want the world and so she got the world turn to a pillar of salt as we have the record given let's turn to genesis now and as we read through this i think just reading through them you'll get what the lord is trying to say as it was in the days of lot so will it be in the days before the Lord comes. And what has happened in our country, and the vote that's been taken is not just our country. It's happening all over the world. It is, it, you'd think there'd be some countries that hold off. Well, there are, but they probably will succumb to it too. We have Genesis, first of all, chapter 13, verses 12 and 13. We read, Abraham dwelt in the land of Canaan and Lot dwelt in the cities of the plain and pitched his tent toward Sodom but the men of Sodom were wicked sinners before the Lord exceedingly that's what God thought and as God looks down to the, to the generation before his coming that they will be wicked exceedingly and we're seeing that on an increasing scale and it's increasing very quickly the wickedness of man Ch- turn to chapter 18 of the book of Genesis and verse 20. We read there, And the Lord said, Be- Because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is very grievous, I will go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the cry of it which is come to me, and if not, I will know. And so <clears throat> this is the Lord speaking here, and he's going to have a look and it was so chapter 19 of the book of Genesis verse 4 but before they lay down the men of the city even the men of Sodom compassed the house round both old and young all the people from every quarter and they called unto Lot and said unto him where are the men who came to thee this night bring them out to us that we may know them and Lot went out at the door unto them and shut the door after him and said, I pray you, brethren, do not so wickedly. If anybody doesn't call this sodomy wickedness, they're not a Bible believer. If they say it's not wicked, behold, now I have two daughters. Pooh Lot. <laughs> uh how could you do this how could you say this who have not known man let me I let me I pray you bring them out to you that you do to them as is good in your eyes only unto these men do nothing for therefore came they under the shadow of my roof and they said stand back and they said again this one fellow came to sojourn and will he needs be judge now we'll deal worse with thee than with them And they pressed sore upon the man, even Lot, and came near to breaking the door down. So there's a bit of a scuffle outside Lot's door. And uh, the angels smote the men, pulled Lot inside the house. And they, uh, hey folks, they didn't give up, did they? Here a miracle had happened of judgment against them, but they still didn't quit doing what they wanted to do. Are we living in Lot's Day? How soon are they going to be breaking the door of the church down, down to get in to stop? How they would like to do that. Right now we've got a thin veil of protection. To be able to say these things. Even just to be able to read these verses. What it's going to be like in a day when that's not so anymore. Are any of us going to speak out against this? And we know that God rained down upon Sodom and Gomorrah in verse 24 of chapter 19 and brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. And I was just listening to a documentary about that and the scientists say that something around 3,000 years ago happened around that area that they can detect destroyed the place. I mean, that's secular scientists. They didn't say anything about Sodom and Gomorrah and the sin of the city, as the Bible says, but they said it did happen and has happened and they're right on in time wise as far as the time is concerned as well so yes this is so let's turn back to the new testament in chapter second uh, peter chapter Second 2. 2 peter chapter two you see this is not just mentioned in the old testament it's mentioned several times in the old testament it's talked about in the new testament it's talked about in luke that we've already considered second peter chapter two And verse six, or let's start with verse nine. Or verse four. Sorry, two nine, Second Peter. Chapter two, verse four, and saying, "Where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue, as they were from the beginning of creation." For this, yeah, I'm in the I'm in chapter three. Sorry, <laughs> for if God, I was looking. Going, I thought he's talking about Noah, and then he'll talk about Lot. But <laughs> <laughs> chapter two, verse four, and God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be re- reserved unto judgment. And spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing the flood upon the world of the ungodly and turning the cities. They they tied together, aren't they? <laughs> turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them with an overthrow, making an example of them, example of them unto those that afterwards should live ungodly. Some people say, well, the sin of Sodom wasn't sodomy. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> uh, that un- The ungodliness of the city of Sodom and Gomorrah and delivered just lot, vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked. Isn't that what your heart does? when you hear of this and you see it and the, these votes are taken you're vexed, your soul is vexed with the filthy things that go on for that righteous man dwelling among them in seeing and hearing vexed, and notice the seeing is first you see this and, and then you hear what's going on vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds the Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptation and he had to drag Lot. There's a lot of things that you look at that. And the, the, the things that happened around that time. What we've just read. You go in and pull all the things out that are, were happening then. It's, you know, <clears throat> your relatives won't listen to you. When Lot tried to get his family out, he was as one that mocked. That's happening, isn't it? And there, some of the relatives might be involved in this sin. And they, they don't only mock, they get angry. And we know, and I know, and you've told me, of different ones in those situations. And so this is a sign that the Lord is about to come, and is spreading, as I said, worldwide. There's one more reference, and that's in Jude chapter 4, I mean, verse 4. <laughs> getting it wrong tonight verse 4 for there are a certain men crept in unawares who before of old of ordained to this condemnation ungodly men, turning the grace of god into lasciviousness denying the only lord god and our lord jesus christ i will therefore put you in remembrance though you once knew this that the lord having saved the people out of the land of egypt afterward destroyed them that believe not and the angels who kept not their first estate but left their own habitation he hath reserved in everlasting chains unto darkness, unto the judgment of the great day. Even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh are set forth for an example suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. There it is again so if you are questioned by someone the bible doesn't talk about it they say they you know they come up boldly and say things like that and you go, oh wait a minute i know it does mark those four references down and say yes it does here are the references and we can say assuredly from the based on the word of god that god does not tolerate that sin and won't allow it to continue as he did not in sodom let's go back to matthew 24 that, that one, we've, those four references, Old New Testament that we've looked at, can be inserted between 30, verse 39 of chapter 24 and verse 40. Now remember these are signs to Israel when we read the next portion of scripture. <clears throat> then shall two be in the field, one shall be taken and the other left. Two women shall be grinding in the mill. One shall be taken, and the other left. Watch therefore, for ye know not what hour your Lord doth come. But know this, that if the house, the good man of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore, be ye also ready. In such an hour as ye think not the Son of Man cometh. <laughs> and we'll look at. Maybe look at the other as we get there. So here we have the signs of the field of Israel, one taken and the other left. Some say that this is people being taken in judgment, and usually the next chapter is uh, uh, to prove that the sheep and the goats, and the other is left. They say in the context it's speaking only of Israel and to Israel, but others say it's the rapture it's still speaking to Israel and the rapture is a sign to Israel. A sign to Israel that God is working through believers to testify to them that the New Testament is a revelation from God. This is a sign to them. In Matthew 24, when the Lord gave the signs to Israel of the end of the age, he spoke of a day when one will be taken and the other left. This was a sign to Israel, and we know that it will be the departure of the church when one is taken, the other is left. However, the Lord could not say it was the rapture at this time, because the church was still a secret and hid in God until the time of Pentecost, and Pentecost hadn't happened. So he couldn't say, this is the catching away. But he couched it in terms that we can understand when, it, when he finally revealed that in 1 Thessalonians 4 and 1 Corinthians 15 that it's the rapture one taken the other left he put it in terms that's, that's pretty easy to understand and they couldn't understand it until Pentecost until it was revealed to Paul in the preaching and teaching that revelation was given to him in, and it, he spoke about that in Ephesians 3 verses 1 to 9 and the rapture will sort out professors and possessors of the Lord Jesus Christ. As we've said before, it will be a frightening experience for those that are left when a, a person caught up, if you don't like the word rapture, the scripture word is caught up from their very eyes in front of them. You know, people are so used to so-called miracles happening because of the way they can manipulate movies. But this will be real. This won't be a put-on. For people to be less standing there talking to someone that has disappeared. For somebody to drive in the car. When, what was his... Evangelist John Ridley, that's what I was preaching and I was listening to it. And he was... I think I've shared this, you probably know. He was sharing at Uncle Wallace, or Great Uncle Wallace's church about dying to sin and dying to self and my little mind at uh, at 12 year old was thinking I have to die to become a Christian mm. careful what you preach to kids <laughs> and I was thinking now I'll throw open the door and I'll just roll out of the car that's what I was thinking <laughs> and um, but through the message I got to understand it was dying to sin Not dying in sin <laughs> in my sin but dying to sin trusting the lord jesus christ believing on him for my salvation and that night i professed the lord jesus christ as my savior down at essendon in the in the public hall in the little side room i know if i went there i wonder if it's still standing <laughs> i can still picture it in my mind where it took place and going home in the little pew germ. It was a big station wagon in those days they're so small looking at them now and all us kids piled in six kids no seatbelts, just pile in. And going home, and I had the front seat <laughs> between mum and dad, and Dad said this You'll never regret the decision you made tonight. You'll never regret coming to know the Lord Jesus. And that's true, isn't it? Saves you for eternity. Coming to know the Lord. And here in this day it'll sort out the professors. One taken, the other left and in every position all around the world it's daylight some places dark in other places some will be sleeping some will be awake some will be working some will be driving some will be sitting some will be talking some will be on the phone and it'll happen in a twinkling of an eye it happens and this will be a sign to the Jews that it's all going to start rolling on <laughs> and those people who have been testified to keep doing it Brother Andrew, those people who have been testified to will have their eyes open and they will be used of the Lord to win, as was read in uh, Revelation 7 this morning, multitudes and multitudes of people, because people will be all ears. You could put together a broadcast tomorrow if it happened tonight. What, you know, it gives them something real to talk about for once. There'll be no fake news. (laughs) Maybe they'll be calling it fake news. (laughs) These people all feigned a disappearance. You've heard that happening in the camp, haven't you? Where there's a certain people turning up at camp. I think there was a speaker and that turning up. So they all disappeared and they left clothes in all over the campsite. <laughs> Burners in the kitchen running. They did it actually somewhere and the, and the, the, the speaker was <laughs> almost beside himself when he came along. They are all gone. <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> It might cause a heart attack, but it it will be real one day, won't it? As real as they they put it on. So, what, professor, possessor of the Lord, professor. And brother Andrew, you touched on that this morning. I, we didn't figure this out between us when their sermons would be preached. If we look at the Greek word here for "took" in verse thirty-nine, we go back to uh, the flood in verse 39 of 24 and knew not until the flood came and took them all away <clears throat> error is the greek word it means taking away in violence i.e. the flood if the lord wanted to say a similar thing that they were taken away in violence to judgment in verse 40 and 41 he would have used the same word but he didn't he used instead taken you say oh, well that's the same took and taken uh, not in the Greek. <laughs> it's para-lam-ano, paralamano, which is often used in a very tender way in the New Testament. It can mean to take from one side in peace and in blessing. To associate with oneself in any familiar or Im- I- intimate act or relation. For instance, it's used in Matthew 1.20, this word taken that's used in verse 40 and 41 Fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife. In Matthew 17, 1. Jesus taketh Peter, James, and John to the Mount of Transfiguration. In John 14 and verse 3. I will come again and receive... Receive you unto myself. Paralam Anno. It's hard to imagine that the Lord in... His full-length exposition of end times and answering the question to the disciples, what shall be the sign of the coming, would not in some way hint at the rapture of the church. And I believe this is what we have right here. One taken, the other left. The rapture is an undated secret event that will hit the world like an atomic bomb and many of them in what we've just been talking about especially to Israel. Let's turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. 1 Thessalonians 5. <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> when Brother Andrew did a mail distribution, I don't know if it was to the politicians or to the rabbis in Israel, back in 2010-11, <clears throat> the, the paper responded... And if you want to read the article, Andrew's got it on his phone here, how they responded. And they gave reference to read or look at others. And I think one was Menno, Kalisha in, in Jerusalem and, and others talking about the rapture. And they, they allow it to be preached in this news article. And, and the Jews know they've got this. If they haven't looked at it, maybe they will. And maybe they did just a fortnight ago, when the other article went in and the, and look, at, I think that you've got it on the phone, haven't you? The uh, article in the paper. It's on the Internet. It's on the internet. And they got full color what Andrew did on the Internet there, and, and what he said about what's going to happen. And this is included. So you see, they're becoming aware, and as, as Andrew mentioned this morning through himself and other people. The message is going to them. But for us as a church, as churches, First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 1, we read, But the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that are right unto you. What has he just talked about? The rapture. Verse 13 to 18 of chapter 4. The times and seasons. Are you not ignorant, brethren? You know these things. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord, and that's talking about after the rapture and the day of the Lord that continues after that, cometh as a thief in the night it starts with a bang well with a, a rapture a catching away a taking one from the field and the other is left for when they shall say peace and safety then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail cometh upon a woman with child and they shall not escape there's no getting away from it after it's happened but ye brethren are not in darkness that that day should overtake you as a thief it's not going to get christians unaware what about all those Christians in liberal churches where they don't talk about this at all? Are they going to be caught unaware? Not prepared? Because they haven't been taught this? i pray that it would be spread far and wide. This is not not a truth that I learnt from independent Baptists. I knew that before i became become one. Chose to become an independent Baptist because they taught it, and they taught many other truths that I believed before I become that. And so, you see, I wasn't born that way. <laughs> I wasn't born into it, and I'm glad I can say that. I wasn't born a Baptist. <laughs> I was born again, and I became a Baptist by choice <laughs> at about 17 years old. Oh, when did they turn up? 50 years ago, when Brother uh, Bill Grant turned up down there, Victoria. There was. 50 years, 51 years ago actually. And that's when they started preaching and and we could go along with amen, we could say amen to the teaching and preaching of it. Um, So we're not ignorant. We can choose to be ignorant as Andrew was talking about this morning. We can make up our mind, we don't want to know this and when you make up your mind you don't want to know it, you won't know it. It won't make sense to you. You can deny the truth who I was talking to someone after the morning service it used to be that when you're in school the next grade you went to was because you passed the last grade and then you went to the next grade because you passed that grade but nowadays they just push you on through without knowing everything and I think the Lord takes us through grade school and through high school or whatever they call it now And one school, one grade at a time, we pass the test, we go on to the next. And the Lord can bring some heavier things into our later life as Christians because we're matured some. But He can't do that to a young Christian. But if we choose to say no to truth, if we choose to say, I'm not passing that test, I'm not giving that answer, you're not going to pass the grade. You're not going to move on. You're not going to graduate. And if you want to grow in the Lord Jesus Christ you've got to be open to truth even if it's contrary to all you've learned That's right. in the rest of your life or the past of your life. You've got to submit to truth. So important. And this thing, this truth about the rapture is, uh, is not a Johnny-come-lately doctrine. And I have people say, oh, it's only lately. Uh, Darby taught it. Uh, it come on the scene You know, just been say, hey, <laughs> Polycup, poly those guys taught it who had John the Apostle as their teacher. <laughs> they, got, they were called Chiliists in those days, which means millennium back then. <laughs> and that's what they taught. And it was the good church fathers. I know early church fathers, you have to be careful, some of them are total heretics. But the church fathers that taught the truth taught the truth and there were believers that paid for keeping the truth with their life in those days. And a lot of the records have been destroyed because the enemy's made sure it doesn't come down. But there are a few that we have the records of their preaching and teaching. You have to put your thinking cap on when you read it because it doesn't make English sense. <laughs> but you reread it and read it again and uh, as it's been interpreted in Old English, you can understand what they're saying. Um, <clears throat> even, even old Augustine believed it. Then he switched he switched when um, what's his name the conquered in the sign of the cross oh Constantine, Constantine thank you <laughs> I'm getting my old the, and yeah. Uh, well, how well and they made the church have liberty he put them in authority in the government of the world and all things went backwards spiritually <laughs> when the church stopped being persecuted about after 300 AD. And so, these two words, took and taken, even the Lord specifically using them, makes us understand this. The severity of the situation for those that are left behind, we'll go back to Matthew 24, and two women grind, grinding in the mill, one taken, the other left, and, and just, just as literal as you can put it, I think. <laughs> In the field, one taking the other left, <laughs> one driving a bulldozer and the other left. <laughs> I can imagine what happens <laughs> on a construction site. It's pretty mad when you're on one. <clears throat> I was almost fired when I was only 17 trying to drive a bulldozer on the construction of Cadinia Creek Reservoir. I was there with my little bulldozer, and there's all these bulldozers lined up. And these huge scrapers would come flying in front of you, about 60 tonne, and they'd open their belly up and drop the dirt, and they just keep flying through. And they will go on about 50 kilometres an hour. And they didn't have real good brakes. And one after the other. And the dozer's supposed to go through and push the dirt over the edge, is you know dodging the scrapers. But if one went missing, one driver went missing, or one of those or two, it would be a good accident. One to have on record. But... If they were driving down the... I remember driving down Dorset Road. Who knows Dorset Road? Some of us in, in Melbourne, that one there. And I was being an escort with the, blue, the lights on top and my cousin was driving the scraper along the road. He said, we're shifting it from somewhere Croydon over to Dandenong. And he said, don't stop, I haven't got brakes. <laughs> he could have stopped. He could have just dug the thing in and dug all the bitumen up. But he said, keep going, come to Red Lights look behind Stephen's coming up real quick <laughs> so I just went through and he followed nobody drove out in front of us <laughs> they could see this thing barreling down the road that could open his belly up and put him in, the, in and carry him away <laughs> but can you imagine that happening all round Ross coming down the road when he's driving his truck at 50 tonnes no stopping him you're coming up to lights and they're just and this is going to happen one taken, the other left and so let your imagination think of all the situations that will happen where millions of people are taken. The severity of the situation afterward, and know this in verse 43, that if the goodman of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken into. You know it's going to happen. Let's get ready. The wide-eyed servant is we've called this one in verse 43 and 44. Therefore be ye ready in such an hour. And so it's like you got your we say we got your eyes peeled. You're looking out for it. And we ought to have a wide-eyed servant look. The Lord said, Watch and be ready, be prepared. Be dutiful. Occupy till I come. Luke nineteen thirteen. Be diligent. Don't be ashamed before him at his coming. 2 Peter 3:14. Be pure. Every man that hath this hope purifieth himself even as he is pure. 1 John 3:3. 3, 3. Be informed and don't be ignorant. 1 Thessalonians 4 and verse 13. Be attentive. Looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearance of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ. Have your eyes peeled are wide-eyed servants that's titus two twelve to 13 be abounding in the work of the lord as it tells us at the end of the chapter one of the chapters that speak of his coming of the rapture in first corinthians fifteen fifty-eight. Um, be abounding in the work of the lord before he comes be busy about his business not about what you want the business to be um, there's another couple of words here, or, or phrases that are used. Notice as we get to verse 44, Therefore be ye also ready for in such an hour as ye think, not the Son of Man cometh. Now let me read what one has written about this. Much has been said of the use of the title Son of Man that's used in verse 44. It is essential, essentially a title associated with Christ's relationship to the earth. The title occurs 84 times in the Gospels, which contain the record of his coming for the special purpose of reclaiming the earth for God the Father. As a result of the fall, dominion over this earth was seized from the first man by Satan. Jesus came as Son of Man to reclaim that dominion. To take to, to him alone belongs the right to rule the world, the earth ezekiel twenty one twenty seven The title is rarely used outside the gospels. It occurs in acts seven fifty six where Stephen saw the Lord standing at god 's right hand to welcome home the first martyr of the church, in anticipation of the day when he will bring the church back with him when he comes to reign there is a reference to the Son of Man again in Hebrews 2.6, which really is a quotation from Psalm 8 verse 4, the writer of Hebrews uses there and refers to the first man Adam and only by application to the Lord. The title does not occur again until the book of Revelation where it is used twice in Revelation 1.13 and Revelation 14.14 14, and anticipates the Lord's coming to overthrow the usurper to reign in righteousness over the renovated earth at that time, <clears throat> the renovated planet. We can see that Son of Man is not a title associated with the true church. In the church age, we use the title Son of God. Words matter. Words matter. The use of Son of Man in Matthew 24:39 shows that the rapture of the church will bring the Lord's earthly goals into focus once more. The use of the Son of Man in verse 44 shows that those addressed will be left behind in a world that is about to be convulsed by the usurper. A world that can anticipate the final coming of Jesus as Son of Man to consummate the purpose of of God on this planet. And I think that's well written. (laughs) Uh, The use of the title Son of Man points to the post-rapture earth, after the rapture earth. Uh, we learn from second Thessalonians 2 the fate of those who are left behind that don't profess Christ and here in Matthew we learn the fate of those in verse 45 we read who when it who then is a faithful and wise servant whom his lord hath made ruler over his household give to give them meat in due season blessed is the servant whom his lord when he cometh find shall find so doing ah <laughs> uh. Are you so doing? Are we so doing? The wise servant is talked about in verse 45 to 47. That's the one taken. The one occupied with the Lord's business. The one reconciling sinners. The one witnessing as Acts 1, eight talks about. As Matthew 28.19. Go ye into all the world. Preach the gospel. Building up the church. Building up the saints. Growing in the Lord Jesus Christ. They're the wise servants. They're the ones that are spoken about there. They're ready for the Lord's coming. They're busy about the Father's business. Are we? Are we? He, in verse 47, I say that he shall make him ruler over all his goods. It's not only a loss at the judgment seat. It's a loss of reward, of position in the new world order of the Lord Jesus Christ. But... You see, the unwise servant of the wicked servant in verse 48, if that servant shall say in his heart, my Lord delayeth his coming and shall begin to smite his fellow servant and to eat and drink with, drunk, drunken, with the drunken, the Lord of that servant shall come in a day when he looketh not for him and in an hour when he is not aware of. And so many will be caught unawares and shall cut him in sunder and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And so we see his deeds, the deeds of the wicked servant, 48 and 49. His behavior betrays him as an evil, deluded, divisive and deceived person. The word kakos there, depraved, bad in nature. A vicious disposition. No convictions about Christ's return and its implications. He abuses his authority. He beats his servants and he has fellowship with drunken people. He's doomed. He's unprepared and he's unaware. In those last two verses, <clears throat> it's going to be tragic. And I think sec- Second Thessalonians, and we won't turn there, but <clears throat> Chapter One, about verse eight and nine, tell you about the terrible thing that will fall on those that are disobedient, who do not and will not obey the gospel now, who are deluded by the devil when he comes, by the antichrist when he comes. And deceived and so we ended chapter 24 of matthew <clears throat> a chapter to the answer of the question given in the early verses what shall be the sign of thy coming and all these signs are for israel and we're taking a look in and seeing that well it speaks there of a rapture it's telling israel this is going to happen they need to wake up we need to wake up too and if we deny it deny the rapture deny the millennium as Andrew put it pretty plainly this morning we're probably not saved I think you got that this morning didn't you preach that the last two verses apply to that that's hard saying but it's true God won't put up with unrighteousness let's pray oh Lord I pray if there be someone here that is not repented of their sin has not turned to you in faith believing and have been given the righteousness of the lord jesus maybe tonight they'll believe that jesus died for their sins that they'd get their house in order get it ready for the lord is coming surely soon and when he comes he'll come quickly no time to change your mind no time to say well i'll wait till then it'll be disaster Lord, bless with salvation. And for those who believe and believe this truth, bless us with opportunities to testify to unsaved people. We ask and pray in Jesus' name. Amen.